Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Insufferable. Liza said she's not prepared right before I pressed record, so this is going to be a good one. I still have opinions. Just throw things at me. I'm going to have to carry the whole oh, episode back with hurt? all my notes and research yeah, that I you're did. you're a nerd. Oh my gosh. I've been coloring, okay? Yeah, she sends me these beautiful photos of pristine coloring book images. I'm like a fangirl now of Crayola. Like they have so many different colors. I love reading the names. Some of them go on like gel like it's just oh I just did a sponsorship, our partnership with them not too long ago. Did you give them my address? No, but... Okay, we'll tell them. I have maybe I'll do something else with them. Mm. Is mom still at your house? No, she just left. Oh, okay. So we are at the mercy of Poppy sleeping. Yeah. That's good. Okay. She's good. So I don't really have much going on. I watched Saltburn, which we can talk about in the TV movie thing. Did you finish watching it? No. <laughs> Why would I put myself through that? So you saw one thing that made you a little bit uncomfortable and you were like, I'm going to turn this off. I'm like, there's a lot of other things I could be doing right now other than watching something that just makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But you read books on serial killers and that's fine. Yeah, because that's like real. That's real life. I know. But anyways, I it's interesting to me that mom was like, oh, I think I'm going to watch it a second time because like I, I feel like I... You it's, got it? It's, no, I feel like it's one of those movies where like you miss a bunch of things and I watched it and I was like, why would you want to watch that again? Like it's very... Anyways, I'll talk about it in the TV movie recap thing. Postpone. Okay. Yeah, but I took the afternoon yesterday and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to watch Saltburn just to feel like I'm a part of pop culture and what's Mm -hmm. going on. Now I understand why that met her on the dance floor. Like why that's so popular on TikTok right now because it's in that movie. But anywho, other than that, going to a volleyball game tomorrow night. Are you guys like, did you get season tickets or what's going on? No, but you buy tickets online. Is it like that in North Bay? Online? No. You probably have to give like a $5 bill at the door or something. Oh, okay. I haven't been. I don't go to the game if they charge you money for it <laughs> really i just have this thing you're not a professional athlete okay stop well, there's it. no reason to pay money like where's that money going the Exa- school okay. has lots of money it's fine do they though with the tuition that they charge yeah they're okay yeah i guess so but i guess to run the facilities and it's all in their budget to charge every fan like whatever it is five dollars ten dollars to go in like that's crazy so when you're because i was never an athlete in Canada, but Mm. do you... When you're traveling on a university team, do you pay? Do we pay? Yeah. No, no, no. We used to get about 50 bucks, I think, for food for the weekend. So I played at a school that traveled a lot, right? Because we're in North Bay. So all the schools are typically in Southern Ontario. So we traveled almost every weekend unless it was a home game. Yeah. And so some years we got 50 bucks for when we stopped to get food and whatever. And then other years we'd have a team cooler and they would pack all sorts of food. Okay. But what about hotel? No, no, no. We don't pay for that. Do you pay your for your own running shoes uh for some teams that i played for we did other teams i got shoes like okay. at the university i got shoes so i mean i guess they could use that money for the team to do yeah stuff. like and the thing is the schools that you're talking about they're they have lots of money i was playing at a school that didn't have a lot of money we had a small gym we were yeah. a very small northern ontario school most of the money that is dedicated to athletics went to us traveling all the time because mm-hmm. all the other schools if they say like fanshawe has to play i don't know seneca that's not a full weekend trip you know so they their budget is available now to them So they have even more money to get their players shoes and to get them gear and whatever. Whereas when you're up north, that budget goes to hotels, buses, all that stuff. Yeah. So So it's managed differently. One of my biggest, and I feel like the rules have changed. I need to look into this and bring it up. But my biggest pet peeve was how much money athletes bring into the universities in the US. Like especially like football, basketball, like it's just unreal. The coaches are making millions. And- 
the students nothing but you shouldn't you're not a professional athlete no if people are paying that big of money to go watch you play a sport your coach is walking around a millionaire yeah so it's being allocated inappropriately but i still don't think the athletes should get it i think but that i also they don't think that professional athletes should get the money they get either because it comes to a point in the u.s where the athletes are dedicating so much of their life to the sport and not to school so now you have this four-year degree but yeah, no but that's their choice no you, no, no, you no, want to no, play no. a sport then that's your choice no well what do you mean because they're generating so much money in yeah, the US. But that's just that just happens because people want to watch the sport. I don't think the individual athlete should be making money. You're going to oh, get a bunch of kids at the age God. of 17 going, I'm going to go play at University of Florida and make this money instead of actually focusing that they need to get some sort of schooling so they can get a okay. job later. That's already happening. But at least now they have money to fall back on. It's like the whole thing of you can't or there used to be rules about like you can't draft somebody into the end. NBA or NFL, whatever it is, until they are done. I think it's year three now of university, Mm -hmm. but it's like they have the ability to play in the NBA, but now they can't be drafted and make a shit ton of money. So now let's say they're playing in their second, third year university, bust their Achilles they're out, can't play sports anymore, and now you're fucked. It's like, I could have signed a contract. Yeah, but that's with... shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like, who, no, but you can't predict just... that. That's sports. Like, if you're if you're gonna bank on athletics to pay your mortgage, then you run that risk that yeah. you're gonna blow a knee or something. The athletes are taken advantage of in oh American... You get to play a in sport the for fun. They get Ooh, the privilege to play the sport. While your coach is driving a Lamborghini. That's wrong. I agree with yeah. that. That's wrong. But I don't think that the players should make that much So where money. does the money go? Put it back into the school, give it to students that can't pay tuition, like give it to the athletes don't need it unless there's a situation where like they are really struggling. They can't put food on their table, that sort of thing. Have some sort of bank to be able to support those students. But nobody should be just getting paychecks because they they get to play basketball. Okay, I just want to say that my women's volleyball team, okay, Okay. it was a division one school, but still, it was like not one of the big ones. Our budget for a year for our team was $6 million. Okay, yeah. That's probably what runs our entire university. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like my biggest scholarship, and it was the biggest, I think it's, that's all you could get at the time was $2,000 or something. Yeah. Like that's it. I know. So Pre was like, I I don't know. I think he assumed that I played because he said something about Laurentian volleyball. And I'm like, they don't have a volleyball team. Like they never have like since I was going there. And he's like, what? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like it's not even an expensive sport. Like there's not equipment. Like it's not Mm -hmm. expensive. You have the gym and the nets. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then he's like, so you just never played volleyball when you came back from Florida? I was like, no, what was I going to do? Go pay to live in Toronto or a different city like so that I could play when I was getting a full ride? Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's nuts. So yeah. I just didn't play. And the thing with student athletes in Canada is the athletics take up so much of your time that you don't get to go get a job. Like you can't work on the oh, weekends. No. You can't. So that money that other students are making at their work, you're actually just in the gym, you know, yeah. playing your sport or whatever. So you're missing out on that. I used to bank my food money, though, and just, like, not eat all weekend and then just spend it at the bar. That's so funny that that's how they did it because you're, like, starving, malnourished. Oh, totally. We would just eat out and my coach would just pay the bill for everything. Like, it wasn't like a you had a set amount of... Yeah, because you had all that money. So yeah. everyone could have ordered a steak and your coach, it didn't matter. Yeah. Okay, before we move on, just like a random side story about how American athletics, like in university, they have way too much money. We had a home game. The school was in Boca Raton. Like, hello. So cool. But we had a home game the day after Halloween. So November 1st, we had a home game at our gym against one of the teams in our conference or whatever. Our coach made us stay in a hotel on Halloween night so that we couldn't go out the night before a game. Like, so he He could basically watch us and make sure we're not going out. And on top of that, my dream my entire life as a kid growing up in Northern Ontario was to experience Halloween in a warm climate because you could wear whatever the fuck you want and enjoy yourself and not have to like be freezing. And actually look cool. And that's what happened. Like put us in a hotel. I remember that. You were upset. Like, okay, money bags. Like, anyways, okay, let's get into our insufferable topics. And this is not just something that like I came 
came up with. I want you guys to know that. Like, this is something that I have thought long and hard about probably for the last 10 years, maybe. Oh, Think geez. about it all the time. A real thinker. So my topic is that of rap lyrics, okay? We listen to rap music. We're like, da-da-da-da-da, like, you know, go into the beat. Like, if a lot of the lyrics are aggressive in the sense that they're very, like, sexually charged and mm-hmm. they're very much so, like, making so many promises to the women that they are going to be intimate with. Like, they're it's, building their resumes. It is they're doing. nuts. <laughs> like, talk about tooting your own horn, okay? Like, this is rap and, like, R&B lyrics in a nutshell. And I will give you an example. Okay, but just read it. Don't rap it. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to hear it as if you're just reading a book. Okay, so this is in one of my favorite songs and also this song came out it was probably 2008 it was like one of the first years that i was going to school in ottawa you didn't look this up it was the year that remember we came down to toronto with mom we went to restoration hardware and met drake yes yeah okay, this was yes. when he like first blew up like he was massive yeah yeah and his cane because he hurt his knee yeah yep yep yeah. and so the song that made him really famous the best i ever had mm-hmm. one of the lyrics goes she called me the referee because i be so official my shirt ain't got no stripes but i can make your pussy whistle yeah she called me the referee because i be so official my shirt ain't got no stripes but i can make your pussy whistle you had to do Bull. it eh? i had, had to, to. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. okay and then also i thought about the song take you down from chris oh, brown but I'm when we saw that live oh, remember on the stage the circular stage yeah. that like rotated and he was it's, like oh it's nuts he was like having sex on the stage while he's singing and it was wild. This was in Detroit. It was like a whole thing. Um, yeah, we drove eight hours in the winter to go see Chris Brown in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, I was like a massive Chris Brown fan, like massive. Do you remember walking around Detroit after the concert, just trying to find somewhere to go inside and everything, everything was, like was boarded closed. up yeah. and like just, it was like a ghost town. And so then we just hop into this one subway and we're like looking and there's nobody at the counter, no workers. There's just one homeless guy yelling, banging on like where the sandwich stuff is remember that you're like yeah and i forget what you said i think it was something like oh i'm not fucking doing this and you like ran out of the subway like you were so mad that this guy like that we we finally found shelter and we had to leave because this man was like losing his mind i know i was pissed Renee almost um, took him down. Side note, as I was researching, I like typed into Google like Chris Brown take you down and then it, there was this TikTok that came up of him singing it live, clicked on the TikTok. I don't know if it was, I don't think it's recent. It's probably like a few years ago. Um, Voice of an angel. Like I don't oh, care what anybody says. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to date him, but Unreal. I will listen to him. Real. Yeah. The talent that just fucking down the toilet. Yeah. So many people just stop, are going to stop listening now. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But. Sorry. Well, if, if you've Sorry. been with us thus far... Thank you. And we bid you adieu. So anyways, my whole thing about the rap lyrics is I'm putting myself in Drake's shoes, okay? Mm -hmm. You're like this big star and you sing about pleasuring women like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Like you're just so confident. You're like, I'm the best. We're going to go all night, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So now in your real life, when you are getting together with a lady and being intimate, like do those lyrics pop into your mind and you're like, oh shit. Like I better perform. I know. Oh, it's nuts to me. I know. Imagine being the woman or like whoever yeah. he's like getting with. Yeah. Yeah. They would be like, okay, buddy, you said it would whistle. Yeah. So it better whistle. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. My shirt ain't got no stripes and I can't make him say whistle. And also just the fact that poor mom, like she must have thought like my children's lives, what is happening? But I guess every parent goes through that in every generation, you know? Uh, We had a little bit more lax parenting when it came to like music and stuff like that, I think. Like I had friends growing up would never be able to listen to the stuff that we were listening to. And we were just blasting it in mom's like Honda Accord on the way to soccer practice. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. And like, it's got to be because people are always like, oh, your children are going to be so messed up if they listen to or are exposed to like these certain things and I'm like, 
like, I don't think that's the case. Like, I think it... No, you know what's always the case is your kid can almost always be exposed to anything, Mm -hmm. but it's how you teach them about whatever they've been exposed to or like have conversations with them about it. It's not like there's things out there that someone could be exposed to and then they're just screwed up now for the rest of their lives. Like, it would have to be pretty serious. Yeah. Like, it's how how you shape them as a person. Yeah, create the filter that they're seeing things through. Yeah. My favorite rap line of all time. And I I wonder if you'll recognize the song. It's just one quick little line. Okay, Okay. you ready? Okay. So many carrots. Like, I'm a fucking vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Lil Wayne. Uh, Is it? Yeah, it sounds like it. 100% that's Lil Wayne. I'd have to, I would have to Google it. But that's my favorite line of all time. Every once in a while, I look at Pre, my husband, and I'm like, remember when I was just like in Los Angeles at a Lil Wayne concert? Like, what the fuck? Were you? Yeah, when I went to that Amazon event last year, the Amazon music, like, live yeah, yeah. thing that they sent us all to was Lil Wayne. Oh, my God. It was just He's so bizarre. It was so cool. Oh, did I, I leave, like, almost immediately? I did. But yeah. were you a little scared? Probably. It was a little bit sketched. Well, it was put on by Amazon, so it was, like, this big, like, thing. Right, right. It did not feel unsafe, but um, I was just like, remember when I was at a Lil Wayne concert? Crazy. Remember Crazy. when we met Chris Brown? Oh my god. Liza, like, do you have to bring this up? Like, yes! Now, like, 500 more people just, like, click the X. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I danced for him, and I was... Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) He had no, like, airs about him. Like, he wasn't, like, arrogant. Arrogant, Nothing. Just, like, a goofy, like... Yeah. He asked us if we played tennis, because we were so tall, which was, like, really weird, right? Never been asked that before. Yeah. Not ever. Not once has tennis ever come up basketball yeah. yeah but no tennis yeah so we met him because we had vip tickets when he came and when to we Toronto. say we had them it meant that we we just paid extra to get to meet him yeah like <laughs> meet and greet paid yeah, more yeah, money. Yeah. yeah and then we got to go we were pretty much front row yeah we were yeah yeah good times and then so uh never to be seen again in canada <laughs> yeah unfortunate so that's that on that. Okay, let's move on to your insufferable moment for the three remaining people that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, my insufferable moment. And I just realized it the other day. I was like sitting in the room. And now that I have Poppy, it's more apparent to me. I'm constantly monitoring the temperature of the house. Okay, it's almost a bit of an obsession. And it has to be within like a couple degrees. It's always like 68 is getting to the cold. 70 is where we like to kind of keep it. But if her room gets warm, then we drop it to 69. Like we're very like all about the temperature. And then there's me. Like right now, my armpits are wet. Like I am like sweaty my feet are freezing my body is like i'm comfortable temperature but for some reason like i can't get my shit together everything i never know i couldn't tell you what temperature this room is because my body is completely unpredictable ever since i had a baby like sometimes i'll walk into a place and just be like beating sweat and i'm like does everyone else feel this or is this just my body now i have no way of knowing is my bedroom warm at night i don't know maybe it's just me sweating yeah or is it cold or is it am i just getting a chill because i it goes both ways like i have no idea my body is so screwed up i did you have this issue no just in experience of being around you and mom it is a you problem like oh my you guys blasting that fucking fan at mom's house like the big one in the ceiling yeah but you're never hot drives me you're like the opposite end of the spectrum where you're just like i need a blanket someone get me a blanket being hot to me is comforting no no no. you're not hot like this then okay your fire is not lit when you're wearing a shirt now you have to go change it because it's wet and then when it gets wet you get cold and then you start like shaking cold freezing yeah that's that's like fucked up it's like you have the flu 24 7 yeah it was way worse like in my when i first gave birth but it's like still i have no prediction do you sleep with a fan no no Mm -hmm. i can't stand that kind of sound plus i if i sweat then the fan on the wet sweat yeah is like freezing cold so you can't win i wake up sometimes like the week before my period drenched Mm. like and i because in your notes you were like is it hormones like probably for show oh absolutely because it literally started after i had poppy yeah i could play an entire volleyball match and i wouldn't even sweat i had like that nice dew yeah now you can tell that there's some stress in the body (laughs) 
sweating. It's funny, like I was just thinking about this. I was doing hot yoga this morning and I was like, I never smell like ever. Oh, I reek now. Like never. And I was situated behind and beside these men that were doing the hot yoga. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, can you not? Mm -hmm. But then I was thinking some people just don't even smell like body odor wise. Like I, my feet never smell. Never, 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 never. Like I could play a full tournament and then smell my socks and they smell like nothing. My knee pads didn't smell. Yeah, no, same. Nothing smelled. It's hormones for sure. I reek. I'm like, am I going through puberty or like what's... Try balancing your hormones. That sounds like way too much work. Well, it'll solve a lot of problems. Yeah, and I'll just be annoyed the whole time anyways. Also, it is a lot of work. Yeah, I'm not into it. Okay, well... I'll just be stinky. I want to get into your vintage pop culture because it's just like my favorite thing to talk about. Why? (laughs) Pre just sent me a video of outside of his office, there's turkeys in the tree. (laughs) Oh my god. Like, what the hell? Anyways. That really reminded me of your interview with the psychologist and you were like, squirrel! And you were talking about ADHD. the the ADHD psychologist? I know, this is my life. Anyways, your vintage pop culture moment. Tell everybody what you did last night. Oh, so I made a plan. I just thought of it. I'm like, we have to come up with like more, not traditions, but just like scheduled things things that we do. Yeah. So every week we're going to, on a Wednesday, we call it Rewind Wednesday. We're going to watch what we call a video vintage movie. So anything before 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last night was my night to pick. We're going to go back and forth every week. And I chose super bad. So was this your first night doing it? It was the first night doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was the best. Okay, so super bad. One of Renee's all-time favorites. The greatest movie of all time. It really is. Like, Laza, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But super bad is the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. Okay. It so I was doing research on the movie. Did you do research on the movie? Absolutely not. No. Okay. I watched of it course. though. So it took seven years to make that movie. Like from what? the inception of like starting to write the script to actually... Okay, my mind's blown. I thought that would have been like a quick No, because they wrote the script. Seth Rogan and his b- actual best friend from high school, his name's Evan. Mm. Get it? In the movie mm. Super Bad, it's Seth and Evan. Mm-hmm. They wrote the script and that movie based on their experience in high school in Vancouver like they when oh they were God. seniors so everybody in the movie Seth Evan Fogel Peter Glansberg like they're all actual people oh from God, their the high best. school it is the best so the whole premise of the movie is them trying to lose their virginity before they go off to college the next yeah. year funny fact that I was reading about is that Fogel which is Christopher Mintz Platts McLovin mm-hmm. he was 17 when they were filming the movie and and so his mom had to be on set when he was doing his sex scene at the end. Which is hilarious. Like, oh, it's in. It's in. Yeah, like, I can't. How insane is that? And I can't imagine being his mom, like, watching that. What I didn't remember, but, like, watching it last night, was how funny... What's his faces? Who's Evan? What's his name again? Fucking Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. yeah. His sex scene, when she's just, like, trying to, like, ravage him. And he's like, oh, well, you're a nice girl. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. I was looking at all the awards that that movie won and like he won so many awards for best up and coming actor, best this, best this, best like comedy, mm-hmm. but like where the fuck did Michael Sarah go? Like we need more Michael Sarah and he's from what? Hamilton or um Brampton? I think so, yeah. Like he's from right here. Yeah, but he's like so he doesn't believe in like having a cell phone or like anything like he that. Doesn't I think have social media. Nothing. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. He's just living his best life. He's probably, you know, doing whatever he wants. He was Recently, not recently, but like in the last year and a half, two years, he was on Justin Long's podcast, which is, I forget what it's called. But anyways, Michael Sarah was on and I listened to the whole thing. He's like, got a kid, like, but he lives in California, like in LA. And I'm sure maybe he does more behind the scenes kind of things. I don't know. But it was so cool to like listen to that podcast. I'm such a Michael Sarah fan. I'm obsessed. Yeah, he's the best. I, like a week does not past where I do not reference super bad in the house. Like, I didn't realize how many nuts. things I say and do that are from that movie. It's literally... Thinking that I'm hilarious, like I'm yeah. making it up or something, but no, it's like from that movie. Yeah. My personality is super bad. Like how many times you go, bye? 
Yeah. I asked Pre to watch it literally once a week and he's like, we just watched it. No. I'm like, I need to watch it all the time. I have a freaking super bad poster that I bought at the mall. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to put this in my studio because it represents me. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, so bad. Anyways, okay. These are all the things that I always reference from Superbad. And so she pretty much just has the script. I'm sure over. my husband loves it. No, because I had to write them down because I was like, there's so many. Do wait, can I say what? Yeah. What am I, Peter Glansberg? Yeah, I don't say that though. Oh, I say that. I don't say that anyways. Okay. I'm hilarious. Uh, All the time. Pre can put on a new shirt or get dressed in the morning. I say, nice vest. What are you, Aladdin? <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. All the time. If he like mentions like, oh, you want to have this tomorrow night for dinner or you want to go out for dinner, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, I'll give it a shot. I'll give home Mike another shot. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Seth's like shitting all over home ec class. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Just use this one the other day. People don't forget. Oh, I totally forgot it's from that movie. Yeah. People don't forget. Yeah. Because my mom was trying to justify why she told Pri to cut the mold off the buns because she listened to episode, was that last week's? Yeah. 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 And she was like, I swear, like I I was having drinks that day. Isn't that the day that like there was a big storm? And I was like, mom, you you made a decision. Yeah. Like people don't forget all the time. If we're in an argument and I'm like, you're wrong. I'm always like, read a fucking book. (laughs) Okay. Just said this in the mom room episode with Pri about vasectomies. He was talking and I was like, should I have them edit this out? And my producer from my network actually texted me and she was like, do you actually want me to take that out or do you want to leave that in? I was like, leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get canceled, but leave it in. So Pre was talking, we were talking about vasectomies and Pre was saying how like some men go in there and it's like a very simple procedure and the reaction or like how people react to it is so like variable. Some men are totally fine and then some are literally Passing losing up. their minds. And I I just said, pussies on the pavement, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, should I take that out? <laughs> no. Pussies on the pavement, fellas. You need to edit that so the volume's a little louder when you let that go. If I am thinking that I'm really good at something or like I'm gonna be good at something, I'm the Iron Chef of Pounding Vaj. (laughs) (laughs) That's another one. We saw it last night. We looked at each other like, how do I not remember that? Okay, and this is my most used reference for my husband from Superbad all the time. He can tell me anything, any piece of information like, oh, this was on the news or something happened at work today. And I'm like, that's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) That's insane. Can I hear it again? Do you have time? I literally paused the movie and was like, I don't know how many times Renee has said that to me. Like, I'll just try to say anything. And she just like shuts it down. Like, that's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Do you have time? (laughs) Jonah Hill is a fucking rock star. Oh Oh, my God. Okay. So if you guys haven't seen Superbad, highly recommend. It's on Netflix. And if you have, just watch it again. Yeah, I think so. Incredible. Incredible. And like we were saying how would a movie like that be able to be put out today? No, people are too angry. Like people are too sensitive. People are just so like, God. I'd like to just bring something back. Okay. About the Joe Coy situation. Oh, here we go. What? I've had time to sit and reflect. Mm -hmm. I still think that Taylor Swift had a stick in her butt. Here's my thinking. So we've, we've gotten some comments and stuff on some of the reels and people are like well that's why the, all the public backlash and because the jokes weren't funny is that a reason to have backlash against someone like is that a reason to just try to destroy someone because mm-hmm. a comedian made a joke that wasn't funny? I know. like what can we get mad about something that actually matters i know okay so my whole thing about comedians hosting award shows is that comedians are typically controversial in their comedy like it's gonna make you feel a certain way and that's why it's funny yeah i don't I don't even know if controversial is the right word. Not controversial, but Edgy. they want to ruffle some feathers. Yeah. And that's where humor is born. Exactly. And so that is not the audience or the place to do it. Like you shouldn't even have comedians like that do it. Have people who are hosts, Trevor Noah, people who that's what they do. They're not these like big comedians that have these like crazy jokes. You know what else I was thinking was like, if I was, I like worked my ass off 
on this like movie. I'm, you know, whatever. Now it's time to celebrate the movie, maybe win a couple awards, get all dressed up, have a good time. Sitting at this table and now everything you hear about, I don't know who won what award. All I know is that Taylor Swift rolled her eyes and like didn't laugh at some joke that the host made. It has nothing to do with what the actual award show is about. Mm -hmm. Like what about all the movies and all the people that like put their blood, sweat and tears into these movies? No, let's talk about a not funny joke that no one cares about and Taylor Swift taking a drink and rolling her eyes. Welcome to the media. It's crazy. All I heard about slash cared about was what the fuck Selena Gomez whispered into Taylor Swift's ear to give them that reaction. We need to get these lip readers back. They literally did. Oh my god. But you could only see the so weird. (laughs) You could only see the back of Selena's head. And Miles Teller's wife was there with Taylor and she Mm -hmm. was like, with Timothy? Like that, that was her response when Selena like whispered something to them. So what they think happened is Selena and Timothy Chalamet had been on a movie together years ago, but Selena Gomez had a bunch of beef with Hailey Bieber and Kylie Jenner in the last like year. Yeah, yeah. To which like Selena was in the wrong. So they think Selena went up to the table to ask for like a group photo or like to take a picture picture with Timothy and Kylie and or Timothy were were like no like we're not gonna take a photo and then Selena ran over and told Taylor and them and that was their reaction and I was like Mm-mm. I hope Kylie and Timothy were like mm, no okay from my understanding what Kylie and Hailey Bieber were assholes no mean girls no did they not post things online making fun of her and her weight and stuff like that no yeah they did right that's what Selena's fans got all upset about no I forget the exact details, but this can be my story next week if you're interested. Yeah, educate me. We can do a deep dive. Anyways, it made me think. I had a meeting with my with Sean this week. We meet every week. And he let me know that he was recently in Sean Mendez's condo building because one of his friends lives in the same condo building. And I was like, holy shit. And he goes to the same gym as Sean Mendez when he's in Toronto. Okay. He lives in a condo? Haven't in you Toronto? seen his documentary on, on Netflix? No. I'm not this hardcore Sean Mendez like you are. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> Okay, but like every week we should leave the podcast with homework to do. Okay, I'll give you lots of homework. How have you not seen the Sean Mendez documentary on Netflix? I don't care very much. Like why? What do you mean? Why? I watched like the World War II documentaries. Why haven't you seen those? Like stuff that actually matters, you know? I'm offended. Like I I'm like offended. his songs, but Jesus. Why is that? This is a pop culture. Go start a fucking World War II <laughs> podcast, okay? Okay. God damn it. Okay, moving on. So let's do my recent pop culture first because okay. it's quite frankly better than yours um the one i sent to you liza i had already known that fucking no you information. didn't yes i no, did you didn't you think i don't know that information i think you did not know i listen to the toast every single day yeah i don't care i eat toast i ate toast this morning it doesn't matter <laughs> you, like i already knew the lineup for coachella and that no doubt was at the bottom and i already knew that no How come when I sent it to you, your response was like, oh my God. And then you're like, ah, and you were like looking up all the stuff. Remember? Oh, I wish I could go back to that moment and replay what happened and where I saw first that no doubt was going to be at Coachella. Anyways, this is my moment, but just let Renee talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm the no doubt fan. Okay. Let's, let's just, Renee's, what are you, 13 when no doubt's the best for you? Like that's their peak. You're like, what? How old are you? No, no, no. I would have been, so the 96, 97, so it was 12. Okay, so 12, 13. Renee's at home. She's cutting the side seam of her disgustingly baggy jeans that are all ripped at the bottom. And she's inserting in the seam like a plaid material. Remember? Mm -hmm. I made mom take me to the army surplus store in Sudbury so that I could get like camo pants. Yep. I would like bedazzle little white tank tops. I would line my eyelids with glitter like she used to do like I would put on singular pieces of sparkle like on my eyelids your grade eight grad you had a diamond right here yeah I had my hair like twisted with jewels in it just like she she had it yeah had her hair obsessed with Gwen Stefani I did my grade five rhythmic gymnastics routine to just a girl throw that out there also in grade six we had to do a music project in Mm -hmm. Mr. Lowe's class yeah and my music project was it on no doubt 
out. It was. Yeah, because then his daughter went to the thing and brought you the t-shirt that was signed. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, he was the best teacher. Incredible. Yeah. Our, this grade six teacher at our school, Mr. Lowe, he, every year he would do, first of all, Polar Bear Week, which would never fly this day and age. Um, Kids would lose their minds. Yeah. We had Polar Bear Week where you spent the week outside, you built igloos, you even did a 24-hour fast. Like, that would never fly nowadays. Yeah. And you had to start a fire and you only had one pack of matches and whoever did it with the least amount of matches. Just so cool. It was like a whole thing. Snow snakes. We'll we'll bring that up. Snow snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we also had this like half hour long music project presentation where you gave a whole presentation on an artist and I did No Doubt. And then his daughter ended up going to the intimate and interactive that No Doubt did at Much Music. Oh, Much Music. Yeah. And got me a signed t-shirt from Gwen. It's fucking hanging right over there. Like insane. Nuts. Like what a gift. Think about that. You're just a, you're a teacher at like an elementary school yeah. and you care enough about your students that like you paid attention to how much this one student liked this band and it yeah. just so happens your daughter like you put it all together and get something for that Nuts. student. That's crazy. That was the coolest thing ever. Okay, so anyways, the whole story is that Coachella released their lineup for 2024, which is in April in what's that fucking part of California Palm Springs area and no doubt is on the lineup but there's no information about what day they play where they play in regard to the lineup it's just like dot 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 no doubt at the bottom so me as a person that like honest to goodness the idea of Coachella and a music festival like that is my worst fucking nightmare it's my Mm -hmm. worst nightmare but my biggest regret or like fuck I wish I would have got to do that is to see no doubt in my life like I never got to see them Mm -hmm. I was too young Mm -hmm. so it's like these two things are coming together like my worst fucking nightmare but my biggest fucking dream are the same thing I think you could do it but like is Coachella like an event where only special people get in or like can you just buy a ticket no you can buy tickets and I was looking so they sell tickets based on the weekend so there's two different weekends of Coachella so in my mind I'm like okay I'll drop big money to go when the fuck is no doubt playing is it just on the weekend and then throughout the week it's not happening and then Mm -mm. so it's two Two separate separate weekends weekends. same event yeah could you is there glamping there maybe you could do something there's all kinds of things like they have partnerships with hotels like you could do a vip like hotel with a shuttle and i can handle that i'll give it a shot i'll give it a shot i'll give coachella a shot (laughs) but yeah like worst nightmare biggest dream what the fuck does one do also like who's gonna come with me i'm not going by myself to my nightmare if you want to party i'll come but you better be ready i'm not waiting in the hotel sipping distilled water before we go to no okay but you you realize like coachella you need an outfit no you don't who said that? That's true. Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber went one year and they were just in like basic white tank tops and jean shorts and everybody was like, oh my God. Because everybody gets so dressed up. I think what I would do... Just let one nipple fly and everyone will be talking about it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I would I would dress up as Gwen. Oh yeah. Like old school Gwen. Yes. Plaid. Yes, for sure. I'm so excited. I feel as if I'm already going. But like, when are they playing? I don't know what ticket to buy. Both. You just got to do it. No way. Also, like if somebody wants to go to the entire Coachella event, like what the fuck do you do there's like a whole week of nothing in between that's what i mean it's a weird uh weird setup i have to look into it some more but it's super expensive right it's not like a regular festival isn't coachella like i thought coachella was like you kind of needed an invite almost well i'm sure the tickets sell out almost instantly but no every like celebrity slash influencer goes that's what i'm saying i think a lot of brands do partnerships with influencers and send Mm. them to coachella because brands rent like houses and stuff and they host like events for their brand i need Mm. maybe i'll ask my manager to be like are there any brands that like maybe crayola (laughs) crayola slash coachella The most colorful Coachella you've ever seen. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, but yeah, like you laugh I, now. Wait till they're running the show. I would die. Die. I was watching old school no doubt concerts before we oh. did this. Oh, she's the fucking best. She better not be like Gwen Stefani. Um la, da, 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 la. like what's that? Gwen Stefani? No, I want no doubt. Where she went all like B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. Like we don't want that. That's Gwen. her like solo Gwen. Yeah, we want old no doubt Gwen. Like please. 
rocking. The best. See, like, and everybody... I want horns. Like, there's got to be horns. Oh, on of the course, stage. of course, of course. Everybody, like, when I think to my childhood, everybody was so like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. I was like, no, fucking Gwen. Mm-hmm. God, true. I love her. And Hanson, no doubt. And Hanson were like your ride or dies. Yeah, Hanson, no doubt. Silver chair. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right. Okay, let's get into vintage. Oh, super bad was your vintage. So, okay, let's get into your recent pop culture, which is the Emmys. And honestly, like it's award season and I feel like you're just, you're just choosing award shows. I told you I was coloring and I took a couple minutes to find something that was happening in the world. Okay. I did my best. People care about that okay, stuff, Okay, so what do you have to say about the Emmys? Because I... I heard it was I... a great show. <laughs> Who hosted? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know who hosted either, actually. I'm like, I really apologize. Typically, I would have read about it, but I literally just copy and pasted the links to you because I figured Renee will read about it. She's into this, right? Who's hosting the Emmys? That was 2023. Anthony Anderson. Who hosted the 20... Oh, Anthony Anderson. He would be a good host. I'm sure he did well. I can't remember who that is. He's the guy from Blackish, the dad. I don't know that show. Oh my God. What? You don't know some of the shows I just Tracy. Talk- Ellis Ross, Anthony Anderson, Blackish. They have the kids, three kids. It's a I've black family. And okay, great. Anyways, never seen it. what do you have to say about the Emmys? I have a couple things to say to you. Yeah, go for it. Let me hear it. Okay, so the biggest winners from the Emmys, Succession. And I was curious if you guys have watched Succession. I think I tried and then I got bored. Okay, same. We watched maybe most of the first season and it was good. But again, I think it's like my attention span issue. So I kind of want to go back and try again figure out like where we left off because I'm really in this like mood of watching things and being present and like focusing on it Mm -hmm. like I watched all of Saltburn yesterday that's like over a two-hour movie to be honest I'm shocked I know. I did. Couldn't imagine. I can't imagine you sitting there and watching anything. And it's slow. Like it was slow. Like um, I was very happy that Kieran Culkin won Best Actor in a Drama Series because did you know he was in Home Alone? He was the little one of the little brothers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was one of the little brothers. He was just living in the shadows. Exactly. Macaulay Culkin was like this huge child actor, and then there's Kieran Culkin, and now look, Kieran Culkin, like he's taking over the world. Yeah, I mean things didn't really turn out too hot for. Macaulay. He's fine. Well, he's fine now, but he had to go through it. Yeah, he went through it. But you know, that should be one of our uh, vintage pop culture stories, actually. Life and Times of Macaulay Culkin. But do you know who he's married to? Mm, no. Brenda Song. Do you know who that is? Nope. Wasn't invited to the wedding. <laughs> she was the girl from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, I think you watched that more than I did. Like, I know the two twins there, but... Brenda Song is an American actress. Okay, hold on. She was... Yeah, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So, child star? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, like they have kids like super cute oh she was also in the social network one of the best movies of all time you say that because you met the guy no that's why you're saying that that is such a good movie it's a little slow no unreal Mm. unreal Mm. anyways yay kieran culkin also because it's award season i've just noticed that the show the bear has been winning like crazy have you seen it i've been told to watch it several times okay i need to see it it's the one guy that's from um yeah shameless shameless jeremy Mm. allen white Mm. something that as i sat on my porcelain throne upstairs Mm -hmm. i googled something (laughs) yeah shocking to me okay I was just curious. I don't know why my brain does this, but it just popped in. And so I just looked it up. Did you know the thong song won several Grammys? Hmm. Hi there. This is Liza. I would just like to apologize for the false news that I spread this episode. The thong song did not win any Grammys. Not one. It was only nominated for four, which is still crazy. Google carefully out there, folks. How embarrassing is that for us? Why is that embarrassing? That was a fucking bop. Think about if an alien came from a different planet and was like what like that's not that grammy award winning like it just really puts a a damper on winning a grammy never speak ill of drew hill do you know that that's drew hill no it's not it's cisco oh my god i'm googling right now is cisco drew hill oh that's his name i don't care i don't know no but 
do you know Drew Hill? Drew Hill is also an artist. His name is Mark Alvavan Andrews, professionally known as Cisco. What does that have to do with anything? Because he is also Drew Hill. He's the lead singer of Drew Hill. Yeah, okay. Obviously not nearly as popular as Cisco. Mm, I beg to differ. What I'm saying is how does the thong song win a prestigious award like a Grammy? It's about a piece of underwear. But how good was that song? I mean, yeah, it was catchy. People Baby, liked it. Baby, make your booty go. Oh my God. Baby, that thong, 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 thong. I like it when I like it go. go. Baby, make your booty go. Okay, so Drew Hill, do you know the song that goes, how deep, how deep is your love? No. Okay, I'm, I'm going to send you that music video. Can you sing me a couple more songs? I want to try and guess what they are. You're just, your voice is just the voice of an angel. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm on Cisco here. Like, was Cisco a one hit wonder? Pretty much. And all I remember from Cisco is he got into some sort of altercation in a parking lot and got really? like arrested. That's Really? Point. Yeah. Vintage pop culture. <gasps> do you remember that movie, A Midsummer's night or no, something it's called fucking get over it yes! and it is also my personality okay i love that movie sit down little steve one of the best like i remember instagram stories had this thing where you put like six movies that like shaped you yeah it was just married the sixth man mm. uh get over it mm-hmm. super bad the cutting edge is that the skating movie fucking right it is oh my god and i forget what the other one love was. and basketball no i wasn't into that okay weird like the fucking best what was that movie that Chris Brown was in where they do the break dancing? The holiday movie? No. The Christmas movie? No, no, no. Movie? That's a bop. Brown? Though that that's like one of the best Christmas songs of all time. Yeah. This Christmas. This Christmas. And as I look around. Oh. Anyways. Don't stop. The other movie where they're dancing. It's like dance teams at university. Bring it on? No. Not cheerleading. Oh. Oh my God. Okay. One second. Mom's going to be like, Google it. You're going to know exactly. Stomp the yard. Oh, bitch. Yes. Okay, that's not dancing either. Stomp it. That is called, what's that called? Stomping? Yeah, sure. But that's not, uh, that's like what fraternities and stuff do. That's not dancing. So check yourself. Okay, one second. Yeah, no, it says, the the fucking description of the movie says upcoming dance competition. No. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No. Slapping your knees and stomping is not dancing. What's the drumming movie? Drumline. Mm -hmm. Oh. The best also good i bring that up a lot bring it on was awesome obviously um what were we talking about i don't even know the emmys baby make your bodega okay baby okay so my vintage pop culture story Mm -hmm. i'll make it short even though i listened to an hour-long podcast about this topic oh my god (laughs) this is what i do with my time no 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 no. it was uh it's like one of the most popular podcasts called stuff you should know all i did was search millie vanilli in the the podcast bar and episodes of about them came up and the stuff you should know about had a whole episode on their career like what happened Pretty fascinating mm-hmm. yeah but do you I watched even a documentary know? about it oh fuck i was looking for a documentary mm-hmm. I, it was years ago i watched it i didn't realize how next level the whole facade was yeah okay let's do a quick little timeline recap okay so they were in their early 20s when it all started so there was a guy named frank farian and he wanted to be an artist he tried to be like an r&b kind of person. He liked American R&B music. He was in Europe. Didn't work out. So he became a producer instead and he became an actually successful producer in Europe. He put together this band called Boney M which apparently they were very big in Europe and what he did was he put together basically like four good looking like model kind of people and then he hired people to sing the actual music and Mm. so that band lasted for like nine years. They had eight albums. They were big in Europe. So then you know the song girl you know it's true like that's one of Millie mm-hmm. Vanilli's biggest songs mm-hmm. so he took that song and he knew of these two guys that were like really big in the club scene in I believe it was Munich in Germany so he brought them to his studio one day and signed a contract with them that day of like I'll produce 10 songs for you a year blah 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 like they had no legal counsel like they didn't mm-hmm. have anyone look over the contract whatever they just signed it so what he ended up doing was hiring singers to sing Girl You Know It's True and then listed those singers as background singers on the album. So within two years, their career like skyrocketed. They had 
had, I think, five singles in one year. Three of them were number ones. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. They were huge. They won a Grammy. Apparently, the story goes that they kept asking to be the actual singers on the songs, but that wasn't in the contract. And then also, they couldn't really get out of it because he would give them advances to... And they had to follow through. To follow through. And if mm. you don't, you're going to owe this guy like $40,000 or right, whatever it was. they already spent the money or whatever. Yeah, right. Okay. A lot of people involved with them knew about it, obviously. Like, how do you perform? And do you know what I'm saying? So eventually they had almost like an Ashley Simpson kind of thing happen. They were on tour at some place with MTV and the track started skipping. And so one of them just like ran off stage. He didn't know what to do. People started to get suspicious and like mm -hmm. call them out. And then the Grammys ended up taking away the Grammy. Like they had to give it Fucking back. Right. Yeah. And then it's actually like really sad. They obviously were dropped by the label. It was like this whole thing. Like they're a fraud. Like as if it's them. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, Who yeah. like masterminded this whole thing. They were kind of like taken advantage of. A hundred percent. Like they were mm -hmm. 20 years old when this Yeah. So started. you flash a little money and they went for yeah. it. Yeah. And then they tried to put out an album like just being themselves and it sold 2,000 copies. Like Aww. so sad. They were both heavily like they were into drugs and like one of them kept getting arrested and going to rehab and it was like a whole thing and then uh, I believe it was Rob like accidentally overdosed on drugs. He died and the other member of Millie Vanilli is still around. Still trying to make some albums? 2015 he put out a song with some well-known guy. Like I don't know. It's just it's so sad. Well I mean it's their story I guess. Yeah and apparently they're putting out a biopic of this whole like saga mm -hmm. and I really want to see it. Anyways, I just thought it was like a wild story. Absolutely. Because if you, you can mention to anybody Millie saying Vanilli. lip syncing and yeah, they're going to say Millie Vanilli. That's like a yeah. massive reference. Because it's not even like they took his their voices and just like altered them. It was like a whole fucking thing. You know, CNC Music Factory. Mm -hmm. So one of the main parts of that song, it must be the, what's like the punch of that chorus? CNC Music Factory. Come on, just sweat. Yes. Okay. So baby. baby. Gonna the music take control. control. So apparently that whole part is from a singer, like artist from called the Weather Girls. One of the singers from that group. Okay. And it's the same thing. They just like have some girl pretending to sing that part. Oh no. Yeah. That's so weird. So weird. Crazy. Anywho, so that's that on that. But like whatever happened to this guy that like is the mastermind behind these things? Like did he get in trouble? Is he still with us? Let's see. Frank Farian. I'm sure he's not but let's see is he alive still why i can't find it if he doesn't have a wikipedia page then he doesn't make our podcast <laughs> i know but like it doesn't even say oh sorry 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 frank very in he's 82 years old he's still with us mm, yeah probably living in a mansion hmm. okay so there is something i need to mention because i'm a little embarrassed from the previous episode that we did mm -hmm. remember i was all pumped and jacked about this science fair show yeah okay well i just want to let everyone know that it occurred in 2022 it's only three episodes long. Oh. <laughs> And so it's not even a thing. It's done. We all know who the winner is. It's over. So speaking of science fairs, I guess Milo's school is going to have a science fair and they like sent out an email to see if there were any parents that wanted to be judges of the science fair. And so like Pre comes home from work and he's like, oh, like, should I be a judge at the science fair? And I was like, I want to be a judge at the science fair. He's like, it has to be someone that's in STEM, like science, technology, whatever, like medicine. I was like, fuck everybody. What would you have to offer as a judge? You're not going to have a clue what these kids are telling you. And Pri's going to? He He's a doctor. So what? Of medicine. What if their project was about like the fucking weather system? He's, to be honest, not saying all doctors, but Pri, I know. He'll Pri be would. Good. I know. Fucking drive me nuts. Like he knows every answer to Jeopardy. Like he literally does. He it's literally, crazy. he knows everything about history, everything about everything. When I'm watching Jeopardy and I know an answer, like when I start reading and I kind of get the feeling like, oh my God, like this is something I understand. Like I might mm -hmm. know this. I like scream out my answer as fast 
fast as I can. Pre casually, just just like mm, South Carolina. Oh, I know that was Germany. Oh, I know. 18, 1874. I know, like oh, the Nile River. And like I don't even understand the question. I'm like that was a riddle. I know, and I, I don't, don't understand I don't how you have to answer it in like what is. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand that. Like stop. Just ask the question. We can answer it. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Like that was cute for however long it lasted, but like we don't have to say that anymore. Okay, quickly watched Saltburn, and my thoughts mm. in a nutshell are like it was meh. Okay, there's like two, three scenes that are kind of like, ugh, like weird, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. you feel like uncomfortable. Like the bathtub, the vampire, and the, what's the other scene? The grave. Oh, yeah, mom mentioned that. The yeah. guy's grave, yeah. I didn't see that part. There's three uncomfortable parts. Besides that, like there's no like real, like I've seen things that are way more graphic with regard to like sex and things like that. Mm. I thought this was going to be like, oh my God. What do you watch? Like think like sex in the city, like all of those things. More graphic than... Oh my God, a thousand percent. Oh, I don't... A thousand uh, percent. You don't think him having period blood all over his face is graphic? Okay, but I was just like... That doesn't happen in Sex in the City. No, but you don't like see anything. Like it's not like graphic in the sense that, yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's like, ugh. To me, that's the definition of graphic. Well, it's a movie. So anyways, I was just confused. And like, spoiler alert, if you're going to watch this, like don't listen to me right now. But the whole like beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, I like the way it's like getting set up and Jacob Elordi and blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I thought Jacob Elordi was going to be the problematic person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like they kind of lead you to believe that a little bit. Like he's going to take advantage of Oliver, like the other Mm -hmm, actor. mm -hmm. And then I just found it to be like slow, very, very dark. Like Mm -hmm. every scene is just like dark twilight yeah like it's very not dark moodiness like the actual fucking lighting of the movie is dark like everything Mm -hmm. is dark Mm -hmm. and i don't know like there's a a couple scenes that are just like oh gross but then i was trying to say though that there's like a bigger story there like you know when you watch so mike watches like all the marvel like he's like into all that superhero stuff and they call them easter eggs so like little things that they've planted or like done in the movie that can be analyzed Mm -hmm. okay was saying that there's supposedly a lot of easter eggs in saltburn that's why she wanted to watch it again i guess i i don't know i also found they didn't build up the characters enough for me to care Mm. i thought it could have been so much more uh evoking like emotions for the things that would happen but Mm. all of a sudden he's at their house and there's his sister and like like it, it didn't they showed like a few musical like interlude things where they have like scenes of them like becoming really good friends and stuff but like there was no like build up of the relationships mm. so i just was kind of like i don't care but jacob alordi on the other hand like what the fuck he is is he from something else he's from the kissing booth no idea so cute he is from euphoria okay that i like did he's you watch tall euphoria? guy oh okay most of it so you know what i have to stop watching because i just can't even mentally handle it anymore housewives yeah why because it's just mentally ill women that they put in front of a camera to fight with each other then there's never a solution and then the next episode they just do it again and it's just like you're just watching a bunch of symptoms just flare up what season are you on four or five like Teresa's. she's out to lunch okay well never it's your choice i don't understand they argue with her and she just blatantly lies and they just keep arguing with her. It's literally like trying to nail Jello to a wall. Yes. Talking to Teresa. I know. I don't even, I know. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm sure if anybody watched, we're seeing a personality disorder blossom. And mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's like people fighting with someone that you can't fight with that. I know. Like she's not well. Anyways, so I stopped watching it. That's so fine. I'll never know. I'm going to look up what happened in the news with them. Did you see the trailer for The Valley? No. Is it reality? It's the new Vanderpump spinoff with Jax and Brittany. Okay. And Kristen Doty. Oh, really? Because they all live in the valley. So they called it The Valley. And so it's Jax, Brittany, Kristen Doughty, and her boyfriend or fiance, whatever. Uh-huh. And then a bunch of couples, I guess, that live in the neighborhood. Amazing. Unreal. I'm into it. Real. It starts in the spring. Oh. I can't wait. That might give it. Vanderpump a run for its money. It could. Mm-hmm. Jack's ultimate reality TV star. Did you watch Winter House? Number one guy in the group. I didn't finish Winter House. No, I just couldn't be bothered. Schwartz found like a little love interest in the Winter House. Yeah, Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katie Flood from Below Deck. Yeah, I knew that. Vanderpump starts soon. But what was I going to say about the Valley? Oh, remember when Caroline and I were in LA and mm-hmm. at the restaurant they were filming with Kristen Doughty oh, and her yeah. fiance? It was for the Valley. Oh, cool. Okay. I was like, oh my god, they're filming. Vanderpump because I didn't know they were doing a spinoff but now it all makes sense. Mm. 
That's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. Remember the OC? Remember how obsessed yeah. people were with that? And like Misha Barton, like people wanted to be her. This is why I love listening to the toast. Like Claudia and her husband just rewatched all of Gossip Girl, but like her husband had never seen it before. So it was like a whole thing. And now they're starting the OC. I prefer the OC over Gossip Girl. I only watched a little bit of Gossip Girl and then it- Gossip Girl was so mm. good. Remember in school when kids would watch Passions, like the soap opera? Oh my God, I used Passions to watch Passions after yeah. school? So messed up. Like so the ultimate soap opera. Up. Anyways, okay. Anything more to add for our TV movie? We still haven't talked about Hell Camp. All I have to say about Hell Camp is like these camps still exist. So if you guys remember Paris Hilton in the news talking about how she got sent to that camp in Provo, Utah, mm-hmm. I believe. Those camps still exist. And like the actual camp that Paris Hilton went to, Canyon Ranch or Provo Canyon Ranch or something like that, still exists. And I was on their website the other day, just like scrolling, looking at what they got. Was it because Milo was acting up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've had some bedtime struggles. And oh, so I was just doing some research. We're just, we're just looking at options. And like, I'm like, I want to go to this school. Like, it looks incredible. Like the number of, what are those called? Like images that they took from like Shutterstock of like happy oh. families and like plastered it all over the thing. But like, well done. Like whoever is their PR person. Yeah. Like I just, and apparently new owners bought the camp in like 2000. So is it, is its premise to rehabilitate struggling teens? There's different programs, but I think it's like a set up like a school and there's therapists and counselors mm. and like there's everything. Interesting. But yeah, it's like a massive industry. Remember when like you'd be watching Maury and that big sergeant guy with like the, the bee cat would come out on stage and be like, you don't know what I like screaming in like an eight year old's face. And then they would take them to jail oh, and the prisoners would be like yelling my. at them. And there was one oh episode God, where yeah. they brought them on the street to sleep in a box like a homeless person. They were just making this big show of it. Yeah, that was like normal on those talk shows back then. That was normal to see like my kids out of control. Okay, so here's the thing though. This is what happens with everything in the world. Things go from like a pendulum. And right now we're on the complete opposite, Mm -hmm. which I also don't know if it's the best. And we need it to like come back to the middle. Yeah, we don't need like a sergeant screaming in our face. But remember when mom took all my stuff away? Because she saw that on Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing too. I don't think anyone would support that nowadays. (laughs) I've taken away all, well, just the toys. and Renee, my door was in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that was on Dr. Phil. My (laughs) TV. I had like just enough clothes to like get through the week of school. My makeup, my computer, my stereo, everything. I had a pillow and like a bed sheet and no door. And then there was like a note taped to the wall. All I have to give you is a roof over your head and food in your belly. And I was like, oh shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Where was I? Florida. Like, in my room listening to Umbop? Oh, I was oh yeah. Mom was like, you know, dealing with such a crazy teenager. I was in Florida in my own hell camp, hell volleyball camp. Yeah. My experience with athletics and yours, polar opposites. Yeah. Were you running on the beach at 5 a.m.? No, I used to, my coach would say like we have to have workouts and everyone would have to go to the gym and you have to sign a binder to say that you like worked out and I would just sign the binder and then go home. (laughs) Anyways, let's wrap it up. It's been a real slice. Wrap it up, wrap it in. Let me begin. What's that one? I'm gonna make your pussy win. So, pussies on the pavement, fellas. Anyways, all right. Nice chatting with you. Okay, bye.